What does it mean to connect to your future at Lake Michigan College? They connect you to your future opportunities. They partner with local industries and employers, ensuring their programs align to the needs of the community's workforce. Lake Michigan College can help you get to the future you want. Visit lakemichigancollege.edu. Andrew Green with this edition of Flick Pick. This past weekend, I saw Oppenheimer at Celebration Cinema in Benton Harbor. Oppenheimer is, of course, the new Christopher Nolan movie starring Killian Murphy as J. Robert Oppenheimer, the father of the atomic bomb. It's always an event when a Christopher Nolan movie comes out, and with good reason. He's a sort of old-school filmmaker, one whose movies tend to be of a higher quality than the average fare. There's a real clout that Christopher Nolan has, and people respect him. So, although the subject matter of this movie isn't exactly blockbuster material, everyone was excited for Oppenheimer. And was it worth it? Why, yes, yes it was. This movie's amazing. You know, sitting through Oppenheimer was a special experience. I was sitting there thinking, this is a real movie. Like it's made by an artist with a vision who had the ability to see it through without too much interference. And just about everything about Oppenheimer oozes quality. We've got impressive sets, fantastic editing, and the cast is about as good as it gets. Seriously, just about everyone is in Oppenheimer. There are well-known actors who will appear for only like one scene, or who have bit parts. It almost became a game for me watching this movie, waiting for the next actor that I would recognize. There's the cast you would know from the trailer, of course, Killian Murphy, also Emily Blunt, Robert Downey Jr., and Matt Damon, but tons of other great actors pop up in this, even if it's just for a bit part. You've got Gary Oldman playing President Harry Truman, Tony Goldwyn, Jason Clark, Casey Affleck's in it, Robbie Malek is in this, and hey, I couldn't believe it, even David Dasmelkian is in this movie, one of my favorite actors, I had no idea he was in this, and there he pops up on screen, I was like, hey, isn't that Dasmelk? It is! and everyone gives a top-notch performance, especially Killian Murphy. He just disappears into this character of Oppenheimer. Watching him on screen was not like watching an actor play a part. No, it felt like looking at this character. He absolutely turns into this character. There's something haunting about him, with his sunken eyes and calm demeanor throughout. Yes, Killian Murphy is an early frontrunner for Best Actor this year, no doubt. But also great in this movie is Robert Downey Jr. as Louis Strauss. It's a performance like this that reminds us why Robert Downey Jr. is a respected actor in the first place. And Emily Blunt turns in a strong performance as Oppenheimer's alcoholic wife. So yeah, this movie is pretty much about Oppenheimer's life as a scientist. It takes us through his groundbreaking work in quantum physics, and then it gets to World War II where he's asked to lead this project that could develop an atomic bomb before the Nazis do. We go through the creation of the bomb and the fallout, pardon the pun, that comes after. Oppenheimer's fall from grace when the U.S. government truly screwed him. But it's not as though the guy is perfect. This is a flawed character. He's arrogant, he cheats on his wife, and he doesn't have the finesse to make it through McCarthy-era paranoia. Yep, it was the McCarthy era that brought Oppenheimer down. Boy, won't it be a real hoot when we inevitably repeat that little piece of history? I can't wait. So the way that Oppenheimer is structured is the movie jumps around between different time periods, and I actually liked that. It kept things interesting. I've heard it suggested there should be a linear cut of Oppenheimer, but I actually think that would be quite boring. No, Christopher Nolan keeps this interesting throughout because we're constantly switching between different places and times. The movie ruminates on the significance of just what J. Robert Oppenheimer and his team of physicists have accomplished. I mean, unleashing weapons upon the world that could cause its very destruction. And it does delve into this idea of, well, if we can make one really powerful bomb, why not make an even more powerful bomb? And when does it stop? The scene when they finally detonate this bomb is one of the most suspenseful that I've seen in a long time. 
and not necessarily knowing a whole lot about J. Robert Oppenheimer, I was always interested in finding out what would happen next. Now, there is one complaint that I have about this film, and I know I'm not the first person to notice this, but I'll tell you there is a bit of a problem with the dialogue in this movie, specifically the sound of the dialogue. There were many times when I couldn't understand what the characters were saying, and I couldn't tell you exactly why this is. I'm not an expert in audio engineering or anything, but there are definitely scenes here where I couldn't understand what the characters were saying. In fact, there were scenes where I wished that there'd be subtitles, because you've got this loud score playing, but characters talking over it, you know? And it didn't ruin the movie or make it impossible to follow, but it was a problem because occasionally there would be a scene where the dialogue would be crystal clear, and I'd be like, why can't it sound like that the whole time? But yeah, I would estimate somewhere from 15 to 25% of the dialogue in this movie is unintelligible, and that's a complaint I've heard made about other Christopher Nolan films, so there's something he's doing there. But again, it doesn't ruin the movie. I'm just saying the biggest problem with this movie is that. One more thing I want to say about Oppenheimer is, leading up to the film's release, I saw a bunch of news articles hyping up graphic sex scenes that this movie has. A lot of the articles framed that as though it would be a bad thing, and there was even one from Rolling Stone that had a headline that was like, We need to have a conversation about the gratuitous sex scenes in Oppenheimer. I was like, no, Rolling Stone, no, we don't need to have a conversation. But, here's the thing. Having seen the movie, I can tell you, there are no graphic sex scenes in Oppenheimer. I mean, sure, yeah, there is is one brief little sex scene, and there's one post-sex scene, well, scene, and sure, there's nudity in it, but it wasn't graphic, it wasn't gratuitous. I was like, what's with all this hype about the supposed over-the-top sex scenes in this movie? There aren't any. I don't know, but I can tell you what is in this movie is pretty tame, and if these supposed graphic sex scenes are one of the things on your mind, you can rest easy, they're not there. Anyway, aside from the sound issue I mentioned earlier, I had a splendid time watching Oppenheimer. It's a great story told by a real artist, and it felt good to be sitting through a real movie, like a real movie. I think the last film that I saw that was on this level was Babylon last year, but that one bombed. Fortunately, Oppenheimer is not bombed, and with good reason. This movie is fantastic. By all means, I say get out and see Oppenheimer. I give it a 4 out of 5 for this edition of Flick. Pick.